Hey everyone, welcome to The Steadfast Cast, a podcast where we talk to founders and UX experts about how to make users smile. I'm your host, Alec Levin. I'm co-founder of Steadfast Beta, a startup helping you better understand what your users want and how to make great user experiences for them. We're bringing it to you from the DMZ at Ryerson University. And today, we're thrilled to have Evie and Kunal from White Elephant Agency coming in to talk to us all about branding for startups. Think a brand is just a logo and a name? Think again. Tune in to hear all their great advice and how you can build an amazing brand that attracts awesome users. Welcome to the Steadfast Cast. My name is Alec Levin. I'm co-founder of Steadfast Beta, and I am thrilled to welcome Evie Apaiboon and Kunal Kumar from White Elephant Agency who are going to talk to us about startup branding. What are the tactical steps for doing a, creating a great brand, why it matters, why you should care. So uh, guys, thanks for, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us, yeah, Alex. <laughs> Is that a good enough introduction? Oh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Okay, I'll try and do better next time. Um, so can you give me a quick overview of, of about White, White Elephant Agency, what you guys do there, who you tend to work with, that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, so we are a uh, design studio, and we focus on branding for startups. We bring with us um, years of experience working with big corporate brands, and we found that like smaller brands, they don't have access to that brand expertise. And branding is so important to a business, especially to a startup, to get that early, uh, early feedback and get see what people think about your product or your messaging. Right. So having that like great brand early on is really critical, so that yeah. you get people to buy in. Especially when your product is maybe a little bit buggy, maybe not working so well. Exactly. If you have that great brand and people can buy into your vision, yeah. that all. It's also that earlier on, it's good to have that great brand because it's an exercise of messaging. It's an exercise of figuring out what you are and what you want, what you want to be. Because if you, if down the line you get picked up and you don't have that clear message, you, you lose footing. Yeah, everyone's got that preconceived notion yeah. of um, what their messaging is, but you know the saying is that like your brand is what they say it is. Yeah, it's not what you say it is, what consumers say it Obviously is. Obviously you influence what, obviously you influence that, you know, you can throw a bunch of things out and hope that customers get that information and then, you know, receive that and then think about what your brand is, but it's ultimately up to customers to decide, okay, this is who they say they are and this is why we should believe them because They've done all these things, and so the messaging is consistent. So you know, I have no reason to doubt them. So this is the messaging. They say they're a fun-loving company. Okay, well, I see they've got positive colors, nice typeface, uh, beautiful logo, positive logo. So yeah, they must be a fun, positive company. Yeah. So can you tell me sort of why this matters? And, and when, you know, for someone like me, who never had any experience with branding and really marketing in general. Like, can you take me through like what a brand is? Because um, it's one of those words that you hear a lot, but I personally don't really know how to define it. Well, I mean, it's basically, do you remember those exercises that you kind of do in like elementary school where you're kind of told to do like, oh, what are you, what do you like? What do you, who are you, <laughs> blah, blah, those basic yeah. introductions. And you do this every day when, pe when you meet people, you're like, oh, I like this, or when you're filling out a profile. It's essentially that but for like businesses, right? Because at the end of the day, like a brand is just a group of people working together to build, uh, build something. But that something has a personality and that something has character. 
just like every other human being out there. Yeah, it matters because you go back to our like uh, our slogan, which is noticeably different. It matters because you're different, right? Like your business is different than his business, and you're all working on the same product, but different people, different ideas, different goals. Is it kind of like a projection of personality, of feeling? Very much. Yes. Because like when we like when we do assess and we do go through um, coming up with a brand, we very much take into like you got to take into account about like who you're building it for. Like not only just like uh, the the audience, but also your client and what their personality is and what they want. Like not only what they want, but also what is what are the the feelings that you get from that? Like what kind of uh, traits do they reflect on? Because that trait will very much reflect on way, the way they do their work and like the way uh, and the way other people perceive their work, right? Um, and it's something that you're going to be living with for quite a bit of time, and so you have to make sure that it does emulate not only the person, the groups, the co-founders, and everyone else, the team's personality, but also just like be able to show that to the audience, right? So, so before we get into like what makes a great brand, as far as let's say I'm, I'm pretend I'm a founder of a startup, and I need to go through the branding exercise. What are my um, first steps what are my first um like where, where do i start basically first step would be to basically you want to get into that core insight of what your messaging is about so a simple exercise would be write down in a, one or two sentences what you do and also what you want to show people right and you keep, what does that mean what do i want to show so people? okay it goes back to um your messaging that, that's all branding is it's just messaging Right, it's messaging. It's messaging across messaging, in different ways. Well, it's how, it's what do you want to say, and yeah. how do you want to say it. Like first, everyone can say the same thing, but everyone will say it differently. And how you say it reflects on your personality and your tone. Right, Nike and Under Armour say the same thing, except for one says it in a more aggressive style, another says it in more of a, a humble, gracious yeah. style. So we look at something like Steadfast or like. Um, some other company like SurveyMonkey or Vision Critical, you all essentially have a similar product, but you have different messaging, different target market, right? Different audiences. It's like different it's like Loblaws, right? Loblaws, who does all who does Loblaws own? Like uh, No Frills, Food Basic, Dominions, you know, the the big grocery stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all sell the same thing. Yeah. But they cater to like ten different audiences. Yeah. Why? Because not everybody wants to shop at the same store. So they want to shop at stores that they're comfortable with. So it's like you can try and make them comfortable in like the luxury store, but they they won't be right. But maybe they'll be more comfortable in like a No Frills or yeah. a Dominion. So it's not it's not really just about what kind of personality you have or what you're driving for. It's also, you know, who is who are the people that you're trying to serve yeah. and what do they care about? What do they like? And this is sort of like. Where, where does understanding the end customer's user experience in terms of interacting with your brand, how does that play into the decision to choose one font over another or one color over another? How does that play into it? Well, I mean, if we track back before, um, when you are doing the early stages of figuring out what your messaging is, it, there's a few things that you that are good practices to do. Um, first would be find brands that you like and, and dissect them and, and understand why you like them. How do you dissect them? It's simple. It's really. It's just more of a simple gut feeling as to asking yourself why and asking yourself could be asking yourself why five times as to understanding 
why do I like this color? Because it makes me feel this way, and why is so that? So it's being it relatable, right? right? It, it's yeah. like, okay, well, you're going to like certain brands. Why? Because you can relate to their values, yeah. right? How they present those values, whether that's through their ads or through their platform or, or whatever, there's a reason why you like them. So, right? so let's, let's take an example here. Uh, I really like Nike, right? Yes. Uh, probably one of the most well-liked brands in the world, super recognizable. Walk me through this process of dissecting their brand. Okay, well, um, what, what do I do? What's step one? So, you, like you just stated, you like their brand because um, they're almost like they're timeless. They've got such character. So for me, it's, it's, it's this winning attitude and this hard work. Yeah. Like so, the hard work leads to winning. Like that's, yeah. I, I love that about their brand. Yes. And do you get that right away from their logo or is that? So if I'm thinking about it, the, the simplicity of the logo, um, I think it makes me think of them as they're very, they feel very secure in who they are. Um, every ad I've ever seen is, it's always displaying the hustle, right? Like it's like the sweat coming off their so bodies. So if you it's, actually distill that down to one brand concept, yeah. right? The, probably the most core brand concept, it's consistency in messaging, right? They've never ever deviated from the messaging, no matter if times were hard. And I'm sure they've had a lot of hard times, um, but it also speaks to their character is that this is what we believe. You know, we always have believed in the hustle, in the sweat, and the hard work, and we've never ever changed that. So we relay that in our ads, and we've always relayed it in our ads and in our marketing. And you see those ads. You might not see all ads, but you, of the ads you've seen, you start you know, building that profile in your head. You're like, okay, so of the last 300 Nike ads I've seen, they've all kind of been the same. They've always had the same messaging, right? It's always been you know, LeBron James dunking or somebody in the gym or um, you know, Serena Williams lifting a trophy. It's always been a very, very similar messaging. And you're like, you get accustomed to that, right? If they did something else, if, you know, if they had an ad where one of the athletes were like confident and cocky, you'd be like, that's weird. This is, the the first, this is the first time I've seen that. Yeah. Right? This is not Nike I know. The yeah. Nike I know, because you start building. Right? It's, it's like knowing a family member. Yeah. Family member. It's like that family member, you're kind of like, okay, well, he's always been like this, or she's always been that. And you build that profile of that person. And, and branding is that building profile. Right? It, it's consistently building a profile. And branding is also, for, if we were to continue with the train of thought of Nike, it's also about they have a, such a simple messaging that if they were to let's say target different audiences, let's say moms or um, you know young kids and whatnot, they could still do it because their me their core messaging is always about passion and driving force and like being active, right? If they just slightly change their like the way they the language they use, and they could still and they could still you know make you fall in love with their work and make it fit within the Nike world, right? Um, it's something like. Coming up with that simple premise to work off of gives you a lot of legs to work with. So you can so you can just change your voice just slightly and still have your audience members still be able to relate to it, right? You don't want to change it too much. Where if you go into situations where you start sounding cocky and whatnot, then it becomes you feel disconnected. You just want to change it slightly to get to the the a newer audience, but still be able to come back to your core messaging, right? So the core messaging, it's like consistency in your brand is critical right yeah, it's like exactly your consistency is what ties everything together right it's like you go into the store you go online 
you see the person's video on YouTube, you, you tie all those things together, and one of the things, those things is off, you're like, well, they, they've, they've lied to me. And right. customers don't like yeah. to be lied to, right? Yeah. Customers are so used to, you know. They have ex Once they see your brand the first time, they have expectations yes. of it continuing every time they interact with your company, that the user experience for them of interacting with you and the personality that you have as a company doesn't change. So Glenn, oh, it's also being, it's being true to your, your values as well, right? Like, as a company, if you truly believe in, like, openness or transparency or hustle, it'll show in your, in your staff, it'll show yeah. in your products. So it sounds like there's a lot on the line early on when you figure out what your brand is. Getting that right seems, <laughs> seems like it's a, it's a big decision to be making no, it when you're still maybe, you know, trying to figure out where you fit in the market and yes, who you're trying exactly. to serve. How, do, how does a startup founder reconcile the fact that they know that even, you know, they may know that there's a problem that they're trying to solve, but they may not know who their target audience is, right? Or they may not know what the right way to go and do it is, what the right tactics are. So for them, are they just supposed to trust their intuition about what this brand should feel like? It's a bit of growing, okay, a brand is, a lot of it is all about time, right? Brand grows over time and it takes time for it to clear out its message, to get, so you, yes, it coming as a startup, coming like trying to build your brand is gonna be completely overwhelming, but you can take comfort in the fact that it's not something that you're expected to get right right away and that's why we're designers like us are around to help you get to that at least the first correct step um it's something that's it grows over time you have to accept the fact that granted you choose one thing now tomorrow you might choose something or a year from now you might choose something else that's slightly different right it's all right to make mistakes and that's why you've got professionals as well to help you out when you do make mistakes they can help you steer you the right way and also work that mistake into building more of your brand, right? That's yeah. also the trick of what we do is like, if someone, if a startup wants to re do a redesign of their brand and their audience base is already used to one messaging, how do you make it and another I, you messaging? Know what, I think it's more true now because it's one of the things that we learned when we were in design school and you know, we took, um, when we were going through the branding courses, uh, at the time when profs were, were talking about uh, brands being organic, we didn't really like, I didn't really know what that meant until I started like seeing brands of, I guess, today. I felt like brands of the past versus brands now, there's way more, there's way more execution, like way more extensions now, right? Like, It feels like they have a lot more personality, There's a lot more right? personality. There's a lot more opportunity to be um, distinct, even niche maybe. Yeah, if you look at, for example, a brand like Google versus a brand like Rolex. Rolex built, their their marketing messaging on um, print ads and word of mouth, right? Um, but granted, the messaging was still the same. It's still been the same. It's 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 that consistency, uh, and the very strong value prop of you know, like passing down for all the time. But Google's brand is, is way more organic because it's like we're not just maps. We're not just search. We're maps. We are uh, mail. We're news. We're all these things, and, it, and they probably didn't anticipate. Well, actually, they probably did anticipate. They probably did anticipate that their products would expand to like every goddamn field, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But Rolex does not ex anticipate that. Rolex thinks we're gonna do watches, and we're only gonna do watches, and we're gonna do it really, really well. And that specific kind of and watch. And that's very exactly. much up to the uh, co-founders and the team, the the core members of the team, to figure out whether or not they want to. Um, granted, that also can change over time, and I'm pretty sure 
it changed for people like Google, even though they said like 20 years from now when we're, they want to be into doing all this other crazy stuff. But at first they just wanted to start off with just doing searches and be able to catalog information online. Um, so it's, but versus Rolex, they just wanted to do timepieces and they still want to do it because it's such a core, core, um, it, it strikes such a, like a strong chord with the team and also like with the founders and like with what they, and it's such a strong, and it's, it's such a unique message that you don't have to worry about it changing so much, right? Rolex is going to always be Rolex. It's not going to be anything crazy like Google or get into stuff like that. Even if they do, they'll give it a nice spin to make sure you feel that level of like, like you you connect with the brand in the way you're supposed to. So so we had um somebody st send in their their startup for this branding exercise, um, and I really want to get to um, show all our listeners what you guys would do if if they come to you and say help help I need I need to figure out what my brand is right what would that exercise look like? So I'm going to give you this this hypothetical startup and take me through your thought process of the questions that you would ask and the the way you would start putting together some of these pieces of the brand. So let, there's a startup, it's called politic.io, and it's for following your um, representatives, how they vote, what they do um, in city council, provincial, national government sort of thing. Um, and it kind of is like, it functions like a feed that shows you how they vote in, in each decision on different bills, and it rips all their Twitter tweets and uh it also shares expense reports that they file so that that's the app idea <laughs> all right. where do you heck, guys start that's one right? heck of an app <laughs> yeah that'd be quite interesting for certain yeah. members. <laughs> uh, i'll tell you there's a there's a large number of politicians that i'd i'd like to follow yeah, like just to that be like, for sure <laughs> uh, by the way if anybody listening out there wants to build this app go for it <laughs> you have our full support and free branding advice. Okay, guys, where do we start? Okay. So where do we start with that? Well, I guess we start by asking them some, you know, simple questions like, well, what's your messaging? Who are you targeting? Um, what if I don't know my messaging yet? Like, well, what do you think? If you don't know your messaging, then you've already started off by knowing what you want, to, what your product is going to be about, right? That, in a, in a degree, is figuring out what kind of messaging you're in it. Because from that, probably we can figure out okay, um, since we're talking about politics, we already have all these other associated visuals. We've got like very corporate looks and very, and like, but you're also talking about giving some sort of news feed about what they're doing and whatnot. So you've got all these other channels out there. So like every other news reporter channel, you've got to figure out like, okay, so are you more of a, you ask yourself, are you, are you more of a news feed or you want to, or are you more of like, you want to get more into the look that you want to give is more of like an actual political party kind of thing, and then from there you could you could you could also figure out like who's your audience for right? Um, these are other you might not even if you don't know what exactly your messaging are, you should always still look over all these other questions and see if you try to answer them right because they all these small components help build your what your messaging is and like small things from like okay let's say for this app, app um, it's it's you want to target young audience members because you want to you know, get them more involved in the voting process, right? So automatically you have that, dem you have a general, like a cultural notion of what these young audience members like in terms of like visuals and whatnot, because you yourself have... So do I go out and start talking to these people? You should. Yeah, yeah you, you should, should always be talking to you these people because yeah. each person will tell you a different story and the more people you talk to, the more you can have a better understanding of what their world is like, 
right? And and that world will help build your world because because they define your world essentially, right? Because right. they're the users. So it's, yeah. it's almost like the first. It's like step zero of branding your company is talking to a ton of the people that you are going to eventually sell your product to, or yeah. who will be users of your product, and become one of them almost. Yes. Right. And immerse yourself in their world. And actually go back to when we started branding steadfast and people don't realize we're not just creating a logo actually, right? We're doing lots of questionnaires, lots of uh, user research, a lot of feedback to figure out before we can even get to pen on paper, what's what's the problem? What's the message? Like what what's the look and feel? Like what we're trying to you basically what we learned in design school is you know, throw everything at the, throw every possible or potential solution at the wall, and then it's um, addition by subtraction, right? So you start narrowing. Once you can throw like, you know, a thousand things at the wall, can you get more? Can you get another thousand? Okay, you got two thousand things now. Now it's about narrowing down, which is the one or which is the direction that best suits the field that we're going for. So it's a lot of bulk work before you even get to the execution yeah and or before you even start brainstorming i guess and there's two things from from that first is that it's a rule of thumb for pretty much anything in life really but also we found like but we've taught we've learned this through mainly through design and any artwork um less is always more always just keep things simple and the other thing is that um that a brand is not just a logo a lot of companies and have this common misconception that all right, Brent, you've got your logo, good to go, you got your brand. A brand is, is the message. The logo is just an execution of what your message is, right? People will associate, yes, the logo is front-facing and they see that first, your consumers will see that first, but they live with the brand more so than seeing, com coming in contact with your logo, right? So the message you say through your all your executions through uh, print through uh, like radios through digital through got whatever you whatever you can imagine right. should say should say the same message and that logo is just is just an anchor point for them to recognize that message. So step zero is go immerse yourself in your users, yeah. understand their needs, understand how where how what you're building plays into their lives. That that's initial. That you have to bring that to the table basically. Step one then is starting to uh, come to come up with a lot of ideas of what that message might be and then removing the ones that don't fit over time and then only so so that would be step one then the next part would really be figuring out how are we going to execute on that message yes. in all the different forms that a consumer will interact with so it's the logo it's the font uh, it's the the value proposition or your tagline it's the different mediums that you're going to choose to interact with your users with. Right, and it's figuring out, okay, now that I'm at that point, all right, so where can I take risks now, right? I've explored as So many. this is step three. It's yeah, step three. going a little bit outside the box and yeah. pushing into because some uncharted Because once you get to step three, you kind of know your parameters. You kind of know, okay, so my competitor does this, my competitor does that, yes. you know, my competitor does this look, this feel. Where can I differentiate, where can I differentiate from them? Or really, where can I, where can I do it better? Right? You look at, for example, the auto companies. A lot of their logos in the beginning were, were pretty much the same, right? It was the word, the name of the company. It was a word mark, right? But then you look at social media companies like Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Facebook's a simple freaking F, right? It's like, <laughs> it's an F, right? But then you see Twitter kind of like, 
It's this weird little birdie. Yeah, yeah. we're also like, we're also a social network, but our messaging is different because we're not just a network. We're we're of the belief that like words should spread, right? Like that notion of viral and like flying going anywhere. Hence why probably it's why funny because that logo tells us so much about the company because you know, like a bird fly, you know, it's there and it flies away, right? Yeah. Like a tweet is transient. Yeah, tweet. It's not yeah. there for long. Transient, right? it, it's lightweight, it's gone. Like once yeah. it's there, it, it, it's out in the it's world. It's effortless, yes. right? Um, there's, there's lots of birds, right? There's yeah. a whole flock of them. They, they tend to fly together, right? So it's, it's interesting that that has been such an effective brand for them. And it's, it seems to me that it's because it communicates so much about who they are and what their product is and what value it's going to deliver to you and in what way. And like if you think about also like there's the Twitter analogy. Um it sh we've already dissected it in terms of being able to say that hey, it shows like the the bird imagery does so say this message. But when you think about Facebook, it's just an F. It's harder to dissect something like that, and that's where you get into situations where that's where you get into situations where a brand is built around the culture and the world that they build, and not just a word mark, right? So if if you pass, if you like, yeah, that's yeah, definitely. You know, that's huge. Like, brand is like that culture that you, yeah. you built, like that culture of that community you're, you're fostering. And eventually, right? that that community and those messaging that you you have that around that culture gets imbued back into the that logo, right? And that's how the Facebook logo. You, we recognize it, and like, it makes sense for what it is. It's because that. They've been a, they've been fostering that culture of communication, and be able to easily talk to your friends and all the other stuff like that, and we've thrown that we've thrown that messaging back at the logo, and therefore it becomes that messaging, right? So it's a bit of like branding is very much a dialogue between you and your and your consumer, what they think and what you want them to think, and then how you build the world around them, um, and that's yeah that's. Right, pretty much. It's like, it's, it's two parts, right? It's, it's the brand, and then it's starting to build the brand out via marketing or communication. So, uh, so you can like, you can have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows about it, then who gives <laughs> a trouble. shit, right? Yeah. There's a reason why Samsung. You don't exist. There's a reason why You're Samsung gross. went from a million dollars in marketing to a billion dollars after the launch of the S4, because let's be honest, the S3. Was it was it was it blew the iPhone 3G out of the water, but nobody knew about it because nobody cared, right? Because Apple had so much marketing leverage, and Apple is investing billions into marketing since the launch of the iPhone one, right? And Samsung was of that mindset of, well, if we build it, they will come. Not really. Not when Apple controls <laughs> them all the channels, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like if they can't see your product, they won't like. Sure, it's one thing to sell your product to 500 people. It's another thing to sell it to a billion people. Right. Right? And that's what makes Apple and their marketing team really fucking phenomenal and smart is that they realize, well, we don't have to build the best product. We can say it's the best product, but if we get a billion people to say it's the best product, then it is the best then product. Then it is the best product. Right. Public opinion. <laughs> and that's Democracy messaging. Guys. That's branding. Democracy. That's public opinion, man. That's, that's yeah. That's incredible. So, so taking a step back, just to sort of recap on that, it seems like there's about three steps to this process. Step zero, well, four. Step zero Probably is... about ten steps. There's yeah. a lot of okay. steps. There's a, there's a lot of little... To dumb it down for a founder like me who is totally new to all this, 
if we were to break it down into like four major components, it would be something like the first step, step zero, is go and immerse yourself in the world uh, needs of your users, of your market, talk to tons of people there. The next thing would be come to uh, play around with a whole bunch of potential messages and then take away all the ones that slowly take them away and refine that into something that's a little bit more core that gets to really the heart of what you're doing. Um, and then it goes into figuring out how to expand that and leverage that and then what channels you want to go and push that out through. Does that, did I cover? Yeah, I think you, yeah. you, you have a good basis, yeah. Cool, so that, that seems like a pretty good one, two, three, four sort of step. It that sounds we can easy, follow. but it's, it's a lot harder. There's a lot of baby it's steps in between. And it, <laughs> like a brand like... It's an easy to say, easy yeah. to say hard to do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've explained to yourself, right? Like not everyone's a marketer. Not everyone's a brand or designer, right? Yeah. You, can, you can be uh, one heck of a CTO or CFO, but... Yeah, it's, it's, it may take some some unique skills to. Yeah. Well, you know, with the new you know Uber rebranding, apparently everyone can be a fucking designer <laughs> now. Like, yeah, that shit. that that didn't seem to go so well. Yeah, I don't think. No. I yeah. guess that's an example of poor communication. I don't know what to make. Yeah, exactly. Of that logo. I don't know what it is. With the, with the previous logo, yeah. it's a it's a U. It looks like it's following a path, yeah. right? So it it, it but now it's. I don't, I just don't know. It's not that it's necessarily bad. I, I guess it's bad because I don't know what No, I mean, visually, it's quote unquote cool. But like, what's the messaging? Yeah. Well, what's the purpose? Like, yeah, that, he, he will probably, you know. And a lot of brands do that. Like, when you think about Gap did that once where they had like their, where they changed it to, from right. a, they changed it to like, uh, I think it was they like changed a, it from, a sans serif and they had like, like they said, gap in uh, in, in Helvetica. Yeah, in Helvetica, and then they had like a blue square in the top on the on the G or the P or something like that, and there was such an outcry. Like shortly after, they went back. They switched it right back. Yeah, yeah the same like, thing with Tropicana. Tropicana yeah. did the same thing. Is they tried to to uh, change their logo a couple years back, and the public just completely freaked out. And they were. They reverse course. Yeah, exactly. So what's the so just as we wrap up here, what's the like one or two bits of advice that you would give a startup founder who's starting out? They they know they need to do this brand thing, but they're not really sure how to go about doing that. What's the like number one takeaway that you want them to walk away with? Something that they could do tomorrow. I would say for the founders who don't have time and who need to get a product out yeah. really fast, then I would say hire somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> right, and they'll, and it's they'll one guide thing. you. Yeah. Do you guys know anybody you well, would? You know, you know, you know. There's some dude yeah. that. Uh, yeah. What uh, I would, I think, a lot of. There's a big mistake of putting money out for like a a quick logo and then applying yeah. a message onto it, which doesn't really work because it's gonna bite you in the ass anyway. And that goes right? back to our message. It goes back to you know you figuring out okay well, let's say you get a thousand logos on ninety nine designs and then you're looking for one where you can apply your message to as yeah. opposed to working the other way where someone's working with you to develop your message and then get it out. And that goes back to the idea of like, the brand isn't the logo, it's, it, the logo is just a part of the brand because the brand is just the, is a message. Just, so the one thing that you're like startups should start think about is like, when they think of the word brand, associate it with message. Like what is the one message that they want to reflect? And that's something that automatically will start spinning some imagery in their heads and get them start thinking.
right? I think that's a pretty good spot to end it off on. The brand is not just a logo. Thank you guys so much for, for coming in. You guys are White Elephant Agency. Where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, white Elephant TO. At White Elephant TO. <laughs> yeah. And your website is White, white Agency. Agency. A fancy dot agency domain yeah. name. Very nice. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for coming on, Evie and Kunal. And uh, we hope to have you back sometime soon. Oh, yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. Thanks to Evie and Kunal from White Elephant Agency for coming in to talk to us all about startup branding. You can connect with them by going to whiteelephant.agency. And another thank you to the DMZ at Ryerson University for all their technical support and for hosting us here today and the Steadfast cast. We hope to see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in.